Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Opposing the Matrix. It is 12.15 in the morning on uh, 12.3 of 2020. That's December 3rd of 2020. Happy birthday to my sister. You're not getting older, but you're getting better. Um, okay, so what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about the Gamatria. I looked into uh, Mark uh, Elliot Zuckerberg's name on there. I found some very interesting things. Um, kind of confirmed some things that I suspected, which I won't reveal right now. But, uh, you know, you got to wonder if some of these people are actually humans or if they're hybrids or if they're um, maybe fallen angels in human suits, you know, the way they act. I have uh, had some run-ins with uh, Zuckerberg's uh Goons on Facebook. I've been in Facebook jail approximately four times. And uh, over the stupidest things, too, you know. Um, so, anyway, uh, all I can say is uh, if you accept something for free from somebody, uh, nothing is ever free. Okay. Those of you that think Facebook is a free service, well, no, they're gathering information about you they're selling it to other people they're um, putting it in a database so that they know more about you probably than you know about yourself if you have a smartphone uh, there's a reason why they call them smartphones because they uh, learn about you and report about you you can um, I could be sitting here talking to my wife about left-handed monkey wrenches this this is kind of like a joke okay there's no such thing but uh, I can talk with her about any subject and um, a few minutes later if I go into Facebook there's ads for that that particular subject or item on Facebook so uh, if you don't think they're listening to you then you are grossly grossly misinformed and um, you need to uh, well you probably some of you will need to learn the hard way but um, anyway um, so I went into, uh, I just typed in, um, Gamatria engine in, um, Google. And the first link that comes up is for, uh, Gamatriax and, uh, it, uh, you just type a name in there and it'll give you three equivalents. It'll give you a Hebrew equivalent. It'll give you a, a general equivalent, and it'll give you a special um, Gamatria equivalent. And like I explained at the beginning, I bet every one of these, and I feel it's necessary that I do so, because the first one that I don't explain this in is uh, going to be the one that is picked up, and um, and, and a rumor is going to go around that I'm into numerology and, and everything else, and uh, that I use it to forecast the future, which is definitely against the Torah, the law, which I believe is still in force in many respects. Um, and I'm going to be seen as a kook and a fanatic. I know I am already, but, you know, why why add to it? You know, why make the cup runneth over? Um, so I'm not a numerologist. I, I do know that uh, Yeshua, Yahweh, um, our Lord and Savior, our, our, our Yahweh, our, our God and our Lord, um, El Shaddai, El Yon, uh, all use um, numbers in Scripture. 
what I need to do one day is I'm going to look it up and I'm going to do a show on it. But there was some guy, he was from Eastern Europe, I do believe, um, and he did a, a study on sevens in the Bible. And, uh, yeah, seven is used a lot in the Bible, but this guy went into it. He, he devoted his whole life to it, as a matter of fact, and um, figured out that uh, every gospel, uh, every word in every gospel is divided by seven um, in one way or another, um, that uh, the gospels all put together are divided by, it, it, it's, it's really neat. It's, it's just a fantastic study. And I'm not sure, but I think Chuck Missler does a study on it, but I will find that because I, I want to present it to you because it is, it is totally awesome. And it's just, it's God's hand writing all over it. Um, Yahweh's uh, spirit has just been involved in, totally in the writing of scripture. And, um, it's just amazing. Uh, the number seven is used a lot. Uh, the number 12. Okay. There are 12 apostles, 12 patriarchs. Uh, there'll be 12 gates, uh, around the new Jerusalem, 12 doors into the new Jerusalem. Um, and it's, it's just amazing. Uh, there's seven candles on the candlestick, of course. Um, I think, I think it's seven churches that are written to in Revelation. Um, so Yahweh uses numbers in amazing ways. Okay. And if you look at Daniel 9, you can even, uh, calculate if he used 360 day years, which is what a lunar calendar is, which is what the Jews use. Um, you will see that it'll lead you right up to the very day that Yeshua was crucified on the cross. And when he put it into sin and the transgression. So, um, anyway, those things haven't been said. Uh, I do believe that a person's name in some way, shape, or form shapes their character. Okay. Um, I know for a fact that there are some people that, um, and, and, and bear in mind, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> everybody gets a clean slate when I meet them. Okay. And they're the ones that write upon that slate. So I know that I have a problem with, with some people of certain names and I'm not going to say them because if you have that name and you have them to be the, the, uh, exception, I don't want you to think that, you know, you can never write to me or approach me. So, uh, but there are just some people with certain names that, um, I do not get along with. Um, so anyway, that haven't been said. Um, <laughs> I have shared that with a couple of people. I've shared it, I think, with Brian and, and Eric and Jim. And um, they, too, have uh, certain people that they don't get along with, if I'm not mistaken. You know, don't, don't take that as gospel, but that, that have certain names. So um, anyway, so what I want to do is it appears that... Uh, I picked the Microsoft Word document for this, so I'm going to get out of this, and I am going to go to the uh, the PDF version of what I put together, because I think it's a lot easier. For some reason, PDFs are a lot cleaner to read, a lot easier to read, and uh, it seems like they go faster when you're reading them, too. I don't know why. Uh, I, I've gone to college for uh, for writing. Uh, it's one of my uh, 
stronger fortes and you know I do everything like an APA paper almost uh pretty close anyway but um you know everything's double spaced and indented and things like that um so um uh, that's my final work when I finish something that's what it looks like and that's what uh looks so nice on a PDF so the title tonight is what does uh, the gematria reveal about Mark Elliot Zuckerberg and that is the name of the man who invented um uh, Facebook. Um, you're going to find out that uh, if, if you search uh, his name, like in, um, well, anywhere, but Wikipedia usually has pretty good history uh, of a person. And um, he uh, he grew up in a Jewish family and went to uh, Jewish schools, I believe, when he was younger. And then as he got older, he walked away from the, the Jewish faith and and got into atheism, but has been heard to say that he believes that God plays an important part in people's lives. Um, okay, so what are you? <laughs> are you Jewish? Are you an atheist? Or are you uh, some kind of deist? So anyway, um, with that in mind, we you know it gives you an idea where he comes from from religious standpoint and um, uh, being brought up standpoint, but. Um, He's a mess, just like everybody else that doesn't have Yeshua. So um, <laughs> Yeshua just straightened so many things out. You know, it's it's like I don't know if you have kids or grandkids, but if if you've ever walked barefooted into a uh, a room where there's there's been kids playing, they're oh, in, inevitably they've been playing with um, um, those sharp little plastic toys that they build buildings out of uh, and. Uh, uh, Lincoln logs aren't so bad, but um, oh, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, uh, and they always leave them on the floor, and they always end up stepping on them. And, uh, and then there's other stuff strewn all over the place. I mean, if if you haven't trained your kids to pick things up, that's the way it usually is. So um, um, anyway, uh, Yeshua comes, kind of comes in there and kind of cleans up the room and teaches you how to keep the room clean and in your life I'm talking about and uh, so I'm really thankful for that because my life was a real mess before I came to know him and now it's um, it's only the mess that I make from it once in a while and he's always there to help me clean it up let's put it that way let me get a sip of coffee if you don't mind I always make this particular cup of coffee very strong um, and I always get first drips um, which is uh, when the pot gets about, uh, oh, maybe a quarter of the way filled up, maybe less. I, I take some out of the pot because it's real strong that way. And then I put some um, uh, caramel mocha or um, caramel macchiato uh, creamer into it. And uh, I'm telling you, it's heaven on earth. So, what does the gematria reveal about Mark Elliot Zuckerberg? Okay, so when you do a, a gematria search, you you will type in their name, and you get a a list of words that have the same numeric value as the name you typed in. Um, and it's really a uh, when the the Hebrew, the the normal, and the uh, the special all add up and, and match other words and I see that it really is being special but uh, 
I, I typically stick with the Hebrew because that's the way God works, I think, and that's the way he thinks is in Hebrew. I mean, my goodness, he invented the language. And um, I'm for one is I think that we're going to speak it probably in heaven and in the New Jerusalem. Um, but um, anyway, so uh, I take the uh, the Hebrew one more serious than everything else. But again, I will stress that sometimes, excuse me, the Hebrew, the regular, and um, the special all add up to the same thing, which is really freaky. But um, anyway, so the first phrase that uh, has the same numerical value in Hebrew as Mark Elliott Zuckerberg is the phrase, come out of her, my people. <laughs> That's a, you know, when you see this and that's the first one, you're like, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. I'm going to run with this. Okay. Now, this is the command that's given by uh, Yahweh or yod heh vav -Heh in uh, the book of Revelation, where uh, Yahweh tells his people to come out of the beast system. A lot of people say, well, he's telling them to come out of the church, the, uh, the evil church. And I'll equate that with being the Catholic church, which is supposed to be the whore of Babylon, but... Uh, we won't get into that. Uh, there are several theories about that, and I don't necessarily, th necessarily think that uh, you're going to get a billion uh, Hindus to adhere to Catholicism. Um, it's going to be a mixture of different churches. Uh, they're going to take the the things that are the same in all the churches and uh, make them look, not churches, but all religions, and make them look like uh, all religions click together where they really don't. They differ more in many, many ways more than they, uh, than they're the same. Um, so, uh, it's a command given by Yahweh. Those people will come out of the beast system. Some think this is a command to come out of the Laodicean church. And some people think it's a command to come out of the, the beast political and economic system. I see it as coming out of both. Okay. It's going to be one system melded into everything. You talk about church and state being together. My goodness, it's going to be on steroids during that period. Uh, much like it was through the, uh, the medieval times when the church was the state and the state was the church. And they mixed uh, not too well. But they had to get together or get along in order to rape and pillage the people of their earnings and any wealth that they might have. Anyway, um so I see it as the coming of both. Uh, what fellowship has uh, Messiah with Belial is a question that is asked in Scripture. Um, and Mark Zuckerberg is a proponent, financer, and current leader in that beast system. Okay, He's involved in more than just Facebook, folks. Uh, part of this command, I believe, is that believers in Yeshua should not take the vaccine that Gates is offering, Bill Gates. Um, and will be promoted heavily by uh, Zuckerberg. As a matter of fact, if you talk about it in a bad way on Facebook, a lot of times your your video is taken off, or your your uh, comment is taken off, or you're printing Facebook jail because it violates their standards. <laughs> standards. How can evil have standards? Um, anyway, so it's the. Let's see, part of this command, I believe, is that believers in Yeshua should not take the vaccine that Gates is offering because it will make them more susceptible to the likes of Zuckerberg and his propaganda machine, amongst other things. 
Finally, I do not believe that, or I do believe that it's a command for people to stop using social media like Zuckerberg's Facebook book. There are other alternatives that will not clock you, that will not um, uh, jot down everything that you say, although the NSA does that anyway. But, um, you know, there are, there are like um, MeWe is a good one. The substitution for um, Facebook and uh, Parler is a good substitution for Twitter. And a lot of people are going over or uh, leaving. Uh, family ties are one thing that keeps people in, in Facebook. And, uh, well, you know, I look way I look at it as if people could leave their families in Europe and come to the United States, they can leave Facebook and go to MeWe. And hopefully later on, the people in Europe or let's just say uh, Europe or um, Facebook will finally decide to come over when things get bad enough. Anyway. The next phrase that comes up that's got the same value is, I am that which I am. Okay. Okay. Now, if you look at scripture, well, let's, let's just, let me read this because a lot of times I jump ahead and I repeat myself and I don't want to do that tonight. I'm tired of repeating myself. Um, now this is a bastardization of the real words of Yahweh or Yahweh when he spoke from the burning bush. The real words that came from the mouth of, of Yahweh was, I am that I am, which denotes perpetuity in all directions. Uh, in other words, Yahweh is saying something like, I am what I was, I am what I will be, I will be what I've always been, things like that. It's an imperfect perspective, and um, that's what English calls it, but um, what he's saying is that uh, he's everything encompassed into one. Okay, and we're talking about time. Um, he was what he is. He is what he was. He will be what he was. He will be what he is. He's um, he's amazing, actually. Um, and he transcends time and space because he lives outside of time and space. He, looks, he lives in a in a a realm that is outside the universe, outside the universe that he created. So he would always be. Um, uh, be what he w- will be and has been what he will be and um, and things like that. So anyway, uh, the phrase associated with Zuckerberg has a temporal flair to it, meaning that right now he is what he, he is, okay? It could also be a term alluding to Mark Zuckerberg as something that looks um, like a human being but is something else. That's an interesting way to look at it. I've often thought that uh, this entity known as Mark uh, Zuckerberg has a look about him like he's from another, another, um, like he's another entity or in a human suit. Or uh, a lot of people have said he looks like Data on um, on Star Trek. Um, he, he just has a, an unnatural look to him. He does. And uh, later on, we'll get to what he another person that had a very strange way of looking at things that uh, that, Z- that Zuckerberg kind of looks like, actually, you know, a lot. Okay, um, the next word or phrase is September 7. Now, on September 7, 2017, the Washington Post posted an article stating that it was Facebook that helped Donald Trump to get elected. Ooh. Now, that's a slap in the face if you don't like Trump, right? Um, My research stops at the headline, okay, because 
Uh, the Post wants people to subscribe in order to finish reading the article. Uh, a lot of papers are doing that now. They, they they tease you. They let you read the first two paragraphs, and if you want to read more, you got to subscribe. I'm not going to do that. I did read far enough down to see that this notion bothered Zuckerberg. It really did. Uh, fact-checking uh, was started in Facebook in, uh, in or around 2016, around election time. The time that first time that Trump got elected when he was running against Hillary Clinton, but it amped up quite a bit after the Washington Post accused Facebook of helping Trump in the election. Well, of course it would, because the Post was saying that basically that uh, um, because of what Facebook was doing or allowing, um, it helped uh, people to interface with one another, and Trump got elected. So. Um, if you're part of the the beast system of Washington or the swamp or whatever you want to call it, and somebody says that you helped an adversary to get elected, it's um, not going to go well, and you're going to do everything you can to try to prove to your buddies, your pals, and your friends in the deep state that, no, you didn't do that. If it happened, it was an accident, and it's not going to happen again. And that's why we have all the fact checkers that are basically – um, akin to Nazi brown shirts running around um, banning everybody on Facebook or banning their posts or saying that their uh, their posts have been checked and that they're not viable. And uh, my che- my question is, who's checking the checkers? You know, I um, I don't know. It's just crazy. Well, that's an interesting segue. Let me finish this uh, cup of coffee real quick. I'm going to guzzle it and then we'll continue. Okay. It was getting cold, and I didn't want to waste it. Once it gets to a certain temperature, I can't drink it anymore. Um, now, the next phrase is, he's crazy or, or he's crazy or. Um, you know, you can look at it either way, but the last word is or, which is O-R. Um, that's an interesting opening, open-ended question because it leaves many things to one's imagination. It's often said that there's a fine line between genius and insanity. The whole thing has to do with pride and how a and how sentient beings deal with it. We know that Satan's rebellion was brought about by pride. There's a phrase that states, um, and let me see where I got this from. Okay. There's a phrase, and I'm going to quote something here. It says, but if we might discuss this point until we found that we nearly agreed, and if we do agree thoroughly about the impropriety of Carliace uh, denunciations and Phariseisms in history, I cannot accept your canon that we are to judge the Pope and King unlike other men, with a favorable presumption that we did no wrong. If there is any presumption, it is the other way. Against the holders of power, increasing as the power increases, historic responsibility has to be has to make up for the want of legal responsibility. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power tends to corrupt absolutely. And that's the phrase I was looking for. Great men are almost always bad. (laughs) It's not a good. You know, I'm not saying it. This guy said it, and he made that great. Um thing that I just read about uh, 
power corrupting and absolute power corrupting absolutely. And if, if you don't believe that, then you haven't studied history. Um, it says uh, here, eh, la, 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 where was I? Okay, great men are almost always bad, even when they exercise influence and not authority. Still more when you super add the tendency or the certainty of corruption by authority. There is no worse heresy than that than that the office sanctifies the holder of it. And that's as a source here. It's the letter of Bishop Mandel Creighton. It was uh, from April 5th, 1887, and this transcript of uh, published in the uh, Historic Essays and Studies, edited by J. N. Figgis and R. V. Lawrence, London, Macmillan, 1907. Okay, there's no doubt that Mark Zuckerberg is a genius. I I wouldn't argue that, Um, and for several reasons. Uh, He's worked his way up from nothing. He went to college but never attained a degree. Yeah, he did. He went, I think, either Harvard or Yale, and uh, but never got a degree. Um, he is one of the richest men in the world, though. Yes, sometimes these riches are self-attained, but in the majority of cases, riches and power are uh, an anointment, sort of, given from the powers of wickedness. Yes, there have been instances where power was bestowed upon people uh, by Yahweh. Uh, King David is a good example, but he possessed humility and circumspection. And as scripture says, such a man Yahweh can use. Uh, Zuckerberg shows no outward signs of humility and the richer he gets, the, uh, the richer he gets, the less for power grows stronger within him. I think that it's safe to say that Zuckerberg is, uh, not religious in any way. Shape or form, well, uh, not in a, a Judeo-Christian way anyway. Um, it's quite possible that his pride and arrogance have been a doorway for walk-ins, and I'm talking about demonic entities, to enter into him and to use him as a vessel. And his deeds are a good a good indicator since the, the fruit that he bears is, is bad seed. I can, cannot, I will not diagnose Superberg to be crazy. I'm not a psychiatrist nor a psychologist, so I won't do that. But I do think that I can deduce that uh, word or uh, meaning that it um, he is cold and calculating. Oh, and uh, since he is uh, fighting against the very freedoms that help to make him rich and powerful, that, that is capitalism, perhaps uh, there's a little psychosis going on inside his vessel. Uh only time and and good and honest psycho- psychologist could can and or will make uh, that determination. Okay, the next phrase is with a kiss. Uh, we are familiar with the story of Judas, the betrayer, upon who, upon reaching Yeshua and his disciples, betrayed him with a kiss, presumably on the cheek or forehead. There's another phrase that says in modern vernacular, "Beware of strangers bearing gifts." The phrase uh, actually comes from the story of the Trojan horse as described right right now where I'm going to tell you here. Um, and there's a phrase, uh, Timio Danios et Dona Ferentes is a Latin phrase from um, Aeneid um, 249, written by Virgil between 29 and 19 BC. It has been paraphrased in English as the proverb. 
Uh, beware of Greeks bearing gifts. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just had a thought in my head. Sorry. Um, it literally means, uh, what the literal meaning is, I fear the Danans or the Greeks, even those bearing gifts or even when they bear gifts. Uh, most printed versions of the text have the variant parentis instead of parentes. Um, as related in the Aeneid, it's A-E-N-E-I-D, Aeneid, um, after a nine-year war on the beaches of Troy between the Danans, the Greeks in the mainland, and the Trojans, the Greek seer uh, Calchas or induces the leaders of the Greek army to win the war by means of subterfuge, building a huge wooden horse and sail away from Troy as if in defeat, leaving the horse behind as a uh, votive order, uh, offering for a safe journey home. The uh, Trojan horse actually contains a hand-picked team of Greek warriors hidden in a wooden belly, the Trojan beast, uh, pre, excuse me, the Trojan priest, Lacoon, uh, suspects that some menace is hidden in the horse and he warns the Trojans not to accept the gift, crying, Equo ne credete, uh, tucri quad, um, quid quid id est timio danos, um, et dona ferentes. Do not trust the horse, Trojans, whatever it is. I fear that the Danans, even when bringing gifts. Okay. Um, immediately after, after Lacoon proclaims, uh, proclaims this warning, he throws a spear at the horse, which pierces its side. Virgil writes that the groan from the Greek warriors hidden within the, would have surely alerted the Trojans to the trick if the gods had not already ordained, um, Troy's destruction. Soon after he cast the spear, enormous twin serpents slither out of the sea and attack Lancun's sons. When This is mythology, I guess, here, right? When um, Lancun tries to help them, he too is viciously slain. Uh, the Trojans assume the horse has been offered at uh, Minerva or Athena's prompting and interpret Lancun's death as a sign of her displeasure. The Trojans agree unanimously to place the horse atop the we- atop wheels and to roll it in through their impenetrable walls as a trophy of their victory. Festivities follow, celebrating the end of the war. That night, the Greeks hidden inside the horse creep out and open up the city gates to the entire Greek army, which has sailed back to Troy under the cover of darkness. The Greeks sack the city and Troy is destroyed. Interesting. So uh, what can we get from this illustration? Is Facebook a free gift from a wonderful benefactor named Mark Zuckerberg? Or is it a tool of manipulation used to gather our information, turn that information over to nefarious people? Is is it a kiss of betrayal from a person that almost that most average users of Facebook have never met and know nothing of? Remember, most people with wealth and power got that way because they know how to manipulate people. Manipulation is satanic, is a satanic gift. Um, And if that is the case, the giver of the gift wants to use it to enslave mankind. 
when gentle, boyish-looking men come bearing gifts, be careful and remember that with the Mormons, that the Mormons send to your door, uh, the people that the Mormons send to your door, and it's worked for them for almost two centuries. I had a laugh, a um, little story. Um, a couple of uh, Mormons had posted on Facebook, of all places, saying that, hey, you know, we're just a couple of young guys that want to help people out if you need some yard work done or this or that done. Um, you know, just right below and we'll come over and help. And, you know, I, I, I know the Mormons and how they act, uh, cause they know that most people won't accept the help for free, that they'll, they'll want to give something. And if they can't give something, they'll listen to the propaganda that the Mormons preach. Most people do that anyway, if they invite them in or if they come to the front door. Anyway, um, so I got on there and I said, guys, I said, you guys are young. And I said, and, and you probably don't mean anything bad. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, they knew darn well what they were doing. Um, but I said, um, I said, but you know, to be all fair, I said, you should tell people that you're doing this because you want the opportunity to tell them about the Book of Mormon and about your religion. I said, that would be the nice thing to do to just come out and say that. Say something like, you know, let us clean up your backyard and then have a half hour of your time to tell you tell you about our religion and then we'll go away, you know. Um, so they wrote back and said that they didn't have any ulterior motives, which is a lie. And then, of course, I received a lot of flack from uh, the people over in Sweet Home, a lot of them who said, oh, they're nice boys and they did a great job for them and um, never asked for anything in return and blah, blah, blah. And um, so anyway, uh, nothing is free in this world. So, um, yes, they may have not come right back, but they have your address and they know your name and they will come back just like uh, the Trojan horse uh, fooled the, the people of Troy. Okay. Now, the next phrase that comes up is a very interesting one. It's America Parish May Day. Uh, this is a fairly easy connection to make. Zuckerberg created Facebook back in 2004 as a way for people to communicate with each other in a new medium called social media. Yes, young people, you, but there was a day when there was no Facebook and you actually had to meet people in person or to meet them on the phone or in a coffee shop or somewhere else. And you, you got to meet the people in person that you were talking with. And it was a really neat time. Actually you should try it. You can still do it. Um, uh, you know, I guess it's less dangerous to meet people on Facebook, uh, because you don't have to deal with them. And if you get, they tick you off, you can, um, yell at them, um, in one way or another on Facebook and, uh, not fear any retribution. Anyway, um, the Facebook of that time is not the Facebook that it is currently. As I mentioned earlier, Zuckerberg became rich and wealthy using a capitalist model for success. As he has gotten richer and more powerful, it appears that he um, has realized that money and power are not something that he wants the average American to have. Power comes to America uh, comes to Americans from the guarantees in the United States Constitution. Uh, real power I'm talking about. Somewhere along the line, someone got to Zuckerberg and introduced him to socialism and obviously to the 10 planks of communism. 
Uh, one of those planks is to shut down free communication between people and groups, especially if they see socialism and communism as dangerous and, and a dangerous approaching trend to our society. Then you for sure get shut down, right? So you establish, you spend your whole time establishing a community and, and, uh, uh, a social, um, climate and you go against Facebook rules and you get shut down. Okay. Uh, Zuckerberg's Facebook, along with other formulas like Twitter and YouTube, have taken over uh, by art, have been taken over by ardent socialists, um, or their owners have become ardent socialists. They should have put, uh, whose aim is to promote progressivism and silence freedom and liberty. May Day is a common term used by vessels in distress, and believe me, America is in distress. If you don't believe that, then you've been asleep for the last 30 years. Um, the problem is that people like Zuckerberg and others jam the radio waves when our ships are in distress and they're crying for Mayday uh, for help and assistance from an army of citizen soldiers that are waiting and ready to rescue all hands on board. So anyway, take that for what it's worth. Um, the next phrase that is uh, comparable to in numerical numbers to um, Mark Zuckerberg's name, uh, the phrase is, is an, an unbearable tyrant, is an unbearable tyrant. Uh, to know what a tyrant is, one has to know what tyranny is. And I always go back, when I look at these words, folks, I go back to the uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary. You can find it online. Um English today is not what it was almost 200 years ago. Um, it has become bastardized. Uh, just take a look at the word gay. It used to mean happy and carefree. Now it means homosexual. Um, uh, when we were younger and we liked something, we'd say, man, that's bad. Well, bad always meant bad. It never meant cool. And cool always meant that something wasn't warm. It didn't mean something was neat. And need always meant something was in order. It didn't mean that something was um, attractable. Um, so you see how English has been perverted and subverted and um, and bastardized. So um, anyway, uh, this is what Webster says about the word tyranny. Um, arbitrary or despotic exercise of power. A despot is basically a um, a generalissimo or, or somebody else that wants to take over power, um, an autocrat. Um, so an arbitrary or despotic exercise of power, the exercise of power over subjects and others with rigor, not authorized by the law or justice. You think of Hugo Chavez when you think about that, don't you? Or not re- requisite for um, the purposes of government. Hence, tyranny is often synonymous with cruelty and oppression, and it is from the Webster's Dictionary, 1828.com, looking at the word, um, using the dictionary to look up the word tyranny. And, um, okay, with that definition now, we can ascertain that a tyrant is someone that practices tyranny. Uh, Zuckerberg's practice... uh, Zuckerberg practices suppression and oppression on people to whom he's given the gift of Facebook. Anyone that posts anything contrary to what Zuckerberg and his Facebook community see as quotation marks with my fingers here, truth, 
are subject to what is commonly known as Facebook jail, where the user is banned from his or her account for increasingly long periods of time after each follow, following offense of the community standards. And that does, and if that doesn't re-educate the sinner, <laughs> so to speak, uh, their account is removed and removed forever. Um, Zuckerberg has, um, as his witnesses and judges, uh, uh, let's see, a practice contrary to common law, a group of people known as fact checkers who appear to be socialists and or anarchists. And if you offend these standards, these um, SA and meaning SA like in the brown shirts from, from Nazi Germany, uh, perform a crystal knocked on your Facebook account. <laughs> um and if you guys start using that, you know, I got crystal knocked yesterday. Um, please attribute it to me. Okay. Um, it appears that Zuckerberg, whose people were oppressed in such a manner, it appears that Zuckerberg, whose people were oppressed in such a manner, meaning that he's of Jewish extract um, in Nazi Germany almost a century ago, is so skilled in the tools of his own people's former oppressors, he would make Goebbels very proud or Garbles, I guess is the way it's pronounced. He was the Ministry of Propaganda, um, or Propaganda Minister for Nazi Germany. Okay. Now, the next phrase, it all points to the 13th, is the next phrase, okay? This is interesting numeric match, a simple look at which colony was the 13th colony of uh, British North America, shows that it was Georgia. I'm wondering if this is a numeric indicator um, that it's showing... Uh, that Georgia number 13 will be a deciding factor to determine whether America will remain a free republic under Donald Trump or it will become a socialist nation under Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris. Georgia has been the key, it seems, to the election fraud that is occurring at this time. Another, another numeric match could be, um, could be that in the occult arts, the number 13 is a magical number and it serves and it's revered, excuse me, as a satanic number. Another way to say this numeric indicator could be, and I quote myself, it all points to the Illuminati. And Zuckerberg is helping the deep state to move us quickly into the global governance realm of reality. If you learn to accept Zuckerberg's way of um, controlling your speech, then... Um, you're basically accepting what's going to happen in a, some, di hopefully the, the distant future in this country where uh, you won't have a say anymore. Okay. Unless it's what they want you to say. I have an Armenian friend, um, met her years ago. Her and her husband and family moved to the United States, uh, probably back in the uh, late 1980s, early 1990s. And, um, we were talking about the news press. Um, and I said, you know, I, <laughs> Uh, and, and comparing what it was in the Soviet Union to what it is here in the United States. And she goes, just like here, it was, it was just like here, it was like there. She said, they, you only know what they want you to know. Okay. So if you're watching the alphabet stations, um, the, uh, the W's or the K's and radio stations and they're not, um, well, most of them aren't going to tell you the truth anyway, even the ones that say that they're they're conservative. Um, there's only two or three good conservative outlets out there, OAN, um, Newsmax, and um, well, I don't even trust Fox News anymore. 
um, for a variety of reasons. Um, okay, so the next phrase that comes into view here was the numeric about, uh, uh, numeric, um, equal is illusion and duality. Now this subject was touched upon lightly above in the values, uh, in the values above. Uh, Zuckerberg is practicing duality. He comes across as a social warrior for truth and justice, but does so from a socialistic platform that uh, uh, very few recognize. People would rather accept his Trojan horse because Zuckerberg, along with although he has made it a totalitarian format, has made it easy to use and has sucked millions of users who find it easier to stay oppressed or stay in oppression than to move to other formats that offer freedom of speech and opinion. Freedom that is run by um, oppression is definitely an illusion. Okay, like I said, there are other formats, but, you know, and I understand how hard it is because, you know, you, you got onto Facebook and then you talked Aunt Betty into getting into Facebook and then you talked to your friend Bob into getting into Facebook and and then, you know, they talked to all their friends and some of their friends became your friends and, and everything else. So there's quite a community. And then you're asking people to leave because it's not a good format anymore. Well, you know, Bob likes talking to his Aunt Betty, you know. And um, if he leaves Facebook, he's not going to talk to her anymore. And Aunt Betty's like 75 years old now and um, doesn't know how to get around the Internet very well. So. Um, you'd be leaving her in the dark and not communicating with her anymore. Although you could pick up the phone and talk with her anytime you wanted to, which would be nicer anyway. Um, and so he's turned it into a trap. He's turned it into a Trojan horse is what he's done. That, uh, or maybe a, a better thing is he's turned it into a, um, a drug, like a heroin that once you get hooked on, you can't leave because, uh, you lose your friends and you'll lose your, your community and you'll lose your drug supply. Okay. The next phrase that comes up is icon, as in convict, icon drugs of crazier. Now that sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? It's definitely not good English. Um, this numeric value doesn't make much sense unless you merge first two words upon which time it becomes icon drugs of crazier. Now, I mentioned above that there's a fine line between um, genius and insanity. In fact, if you look at the origin of the word genius, you'll discover that it comes from the word, the Arabic word, jinn, um, which is uh, where we get our word for genie. Jinns are, according to um, um, Islamic tradition, are, are demons. Uh, and they're, they actually refer to them as demons in the Islamic tradition, and they can be both good or bad, according to the Islamists. And um, another way that they have gotten things wrong. But um, in the Judeo-Christian tradition, we know that demons are always malevolent spirits. As mentioned before, uh, the lust of riches and power are an open door for walk-ins or demons to enter. Sane people who become demon-possessed seek to be delivered from demons that dwell within. Crazy people entertain the possession of demons. They entertain them, actually. I mean, that they they like it, and they use it as their identity, basically, because those entities can bring about ideas to bring more wealth and power. Um, Zuckerberg is an icon for sure, and one of the many young people that want to emulate 
that many young people want to emulate because they too want an easy life. But like the Trojan horse analogy we read we read earlier, nothing is free, and a and a price comes with everything, and that price is terrible. Um, you have never seen anything till you've seen a demonic person, um, a person demonized. In my field of work, I see them all the time. Um, I can't say openly that I would call it demonic possession because the um, well-educated people that I work with don't recognize um, spirituality at all and don't recognize uh, demons and angels and God, for that matter. Um, So you have to kind of work around that with them. But um, anyway, there there are people when... (laughs) When a little girl can can beat up five or six big guys that are working on a unit, um, and uh, you know, and beat the snot out of them, basically, uh, that's not normal. And that is somebody that has something living in there that's much stronger than those big guys were. Um, okay, so the next uh, numeric value words are love is respect. That's love is respect. Now, love and respect is a common theme uh, that Zuckerberg and his band of Gestapo agents has set within Facebook. Uh, the love and respect that they set as examples is uh, discombobulated. However, because if you espouse that good is evil and evil is good, then you are showing love. That's what they do. Okay, if, if you are for um, Antifa, doing what they're doing, um, you're showing love because you're showing tolerance towards Antifa. However, if you're against Antifa, you're showing hatred because you're not being tolerant. Um, well, that's a good example. I'm not, how can I do better than that? Um, uh, then you were, then you're showing love. If you tolerate deviated lifestyles and warp social movements, then you are, you show respect. If you try to shed light on the malignancy of those things, then you are seen as a purveyor of hate, disrespect, and my favorite word, racism. It's my favorite word because it's used so many times in the wrong, in the wrong vernacular. Um, oh, and the racism, according to Facebook, Gestapo doesn't just deal with race, as it's known in its long-held definition. Race is also religion and ethnicity and sexual preference. Okay, the next word is just letters. Um, they're all capital for some reason. And the letters are J as in John, D as in David, J as in John, G as in George, F as in Frank. Now, this seems to be an acronym of personality types. Uh, when I did my research, uh, the letter J seems to denote someone who can judge correctly. The letter D seems to stand for someone who has had, who has problems with people that have confidence. Uh, the letter G stands, seems to stand for someone, uh, with correct discernment. And the letter F seems to denote, uh, a person that everyone takes pride in. Um, let me, let me break off for a second here. When, when my wife and I were, we met online dating and, um, wow, that was way back in 2000 and toward the end of 2011. And, um, is when we met and you take this test to find out your personality type. Uh, I think there was red, yellow, white, and another color. I can't remember. 
uh, we ended up being white, both of us, <laughs> uh, aside from our racial things, but um, our personality types were white. Um, and it, it kind of alarmed both of us because it meant that we would um, we would be the same. In other words, if if a white if a white uh, personality type liked to leave a mess on the desk, the left would like it too, and no, nothing would get cleaned up. Um, kind of like that, okay? But um, it just goes to show you how you can use um, either colors or letters to define um, personality types. So, and that's what this is doing. Um, I said, and I said, I'm not sure, but this could be some sort of code that the Facebook Gestapo uses to determine which character uh, that Facebook uses are sort of like a scoring card or a, a very brilliant algorithm. Um, it could be that Zuckerberg has come up with some sort of scoring system that will become popular with other social media formats if it hasn't done so already. So it kind of reminds me of um, that whole the whole homosexual thing um, or the sexual identity movement, LB. GT, I don't know, LBJ, I don't know. I always forget them. I'm always going to mix it up. And every time that I think I get it down pat, uh, no pun intended, um, it uh, it changes. So um, anyway, I'll leave it there. Um, now, here's a neat one, uh, another equivalent uh, to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. It's fallen angels are the... Actual Illuminati. Interesting, isn't that interesting? So we won't have to go into that too much because it pretty well says it. Uh, this is something that many people have suspected for years, that the Illuminati are either ser- serpent seed shapeshifters or they're fallen angelic shapeshifters or beings. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Zuckerberg has always seemed to have an otherworldly air about him and this numeric value uh, match would indicate that about him and the rest of the elite. You always hear about, you know, people having their eyes changing and looking like lizard eyes and stuff like that. And some of that I write off as being, you know, stupid or, or faked by uh, different uh, um, programs on computers and stuff like that. But uh, I have talked with people that have actually walked by other people and had their, had the other people's eyes changed and hissed at them when they walked by. So, um, there is some truth to that, okay? And the next uh, phrase of words is, my older brother is an idiot, or my older brother's an idiot. Okay. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't have any other brothers. He has two sisters as siblings. What I speculate is happening here is that Zuckerberg is referring to the current political system, meaning Republican capitalism as being an older brother because it's an older order. And by that, he is uh, he is the younger brother, or communism or socialism is the younger brother, uh, or should I say socialism is the younger brother, is what I wrote there, which he considers to be a considerably smarter sibling. Yeah, well, then explain to me why it hasn't worked ever, anywhere, and that people always end up revolting against it, and then they move to the United States to get away from it, and then you got idiots like Mark Zuckerberg that want to implement it here, thinking that we can do a better job of it here. Um, and that's a mark of insanity when you take something that's been done um, many, many times and it's never worked and you think you can make it work. So 
Anyway, like Randy Stonehill said, it's a great big stupid world. And boy, that song is starting to become more and more reality. Um, now, the next uh, set of words is uh, is below the belt. That's the phrase. This is referring to something that might not be apparent to most, but Washington is known as the Beltway. And as defined, it would be a term. Uh, it would be the term for capitalism. Below the belt would refer to the deep state or shadow government, something that operates below, like in the swamp, perhaps. Um, that's just a speculation, but it's as good as any. Okay. Uh, going back to sleep for another hour is the next phrase. This is probably the term that denotes that while Donald Trump was president, and still is too, by the way, and we're going to find it out soon, I'm sure, uh, that the progress, that, uh, that the progress of the deep state's destruction was put off for a short time and that Facebook's total tyranny in, uh, in social media would go asleep for a while until conditions present themselves to allow um, the, the tyranny to begin to advance again. I keep wanting to say tranny for some reason. Um, and maybe they're equated in some way. I should do a, a comparison of the word. Um, but... Uh, you know what happens when you if you sleep too long, um, like if you're on a job and you fall asleep, your boss doesn't like you anymore and you hire somebody else. So uh, perhaps um, since they decided to go to sleep for a little while, uh, other formats have come up like MeWe and, uh, and Parler and uh, people are flocking to them like there's no tomorrow. There may be a day someday when Facebook is very diminutive or dead. And the same thing with Twitter. Boy, well, that'll be a good day. Um, the next uh, word uh, phrase that uh, has a similar value or the same value is the phrase, what is it? This is a question I've asked myself about Mark Zuckerberg for a long time. What is it? Again, I will say that uh, Zuckerberg has taken an on an otherworldly appearance, and that, in my opinion, he's either a Nephilim or a fallen angelic being in a human cloak suit, or a human suit. Um, anyway, that could go many ways, okay? What is it could go many ways? Um, the next question, the next phrase is, are Freemasons evil? Simple answer is yes. It appears that Mark Zuckerberg is a Masonic order member, um, he was even seen wearing a sporting hoodie that when he took it off, this displayed a uh, Masonic symbol on the inside. This happened at the D8 Tech Summit in 2010. Oh, and everybody wanted one of those jackets, so he started marketing them. <laughs> I'm like, you idiots. You're identifying with the, the New World Order, and you're identifying with the Masonic Order, and um, I don't know. Just because uh, I wonder if Mark Zuckerberg uh, shaved his head and tattooed uh, uh, green hair follicles on there, if people would do that too. I don't know. Um, now the next one um, was kind of weird. It, it's it's um, hard words, but um, it's all one word when it's it's in the um, gamatria. But um, let's look at it here. Uh, when the average person thinks of hard words, they think of words that are hard to pronounce or words that are difficultly defined. Um, I think of the, th the phrase, um, 
those are hard words to take when, you know, somebody yells at you or they try to correct you, meaning that uh, it was all talk that was difficult to, to accept. Um, take, for instance, that Zuckerberg is in favor of accomplishing with his other billionaire friends a drastic reduction in world population. Those are hard words. If we just want to stick to his Facebook sort of definition, Mark, Mark and his cronies at Facebook have put together an algorithm that looks for words that are leftist, that the leftist uh, Zuckerberg and his handlers believe to be words that cause other people to act in a manner that's not appropriate by uh, approved by the elite uh, in our current time. That's anything that goes against the plans of uh, world conquest that the elites have um, that the elites have to take over the world. Uh, type into Facebook anything that's critical of Agenda 2021 or Agenda 2030 and see how long that lasts, and then see how long you're going to be in Facebook jail for. Sometimes they'll let you off with a warning, but most of the, you get one warning, and I think that goes into your file. Um, I think they keep a bigger rap sheet on you than the police do. Well, that means I've only got one rap sheet then because I don't have one with the police. Okay. The next phrase is lightning kills devils. Now, there is no evidence that lightning kills demons. Current research indicates that the opposite is true. We know that uh, when their plans are being accepted by their victims, such as when a person is oppressed by poltergeist and that person accepts the poltergeist has won the battle, the activity tends to get stronger. Uh, in addition, UFOs, which are uh, fallen angelic portals or fallen angelic entities, take your pick, um, often hover um, around high voltage power lines, almost like they can feed off the high current. In olden times, people who were possessed and others such as witches, which were called devils, um, I, I do not doubt that uh, lightning can kill people that are vessels for demonic possession. I guess that the only way that we will find out about the connection of this phrase uh, with the numeric value of Mark Zuckerberg is to hope that uh, he's struck by lightning and see if it's true. Or wait till he's struck by lightning. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Okay. Now the next one is called the Holy Spirit Sins End. That's weird, huh? The Holy Spirit Sins End. Uh... Let's, let's just go into it. Zuckerberg claims that he was brought up Jewish because he, and, and be, but later became an atheist. Um, he also claims that after a period of thinking on the matter, he's convinced that religion is important. The word religion is suspicious. In his rantings, he has never claimed to pick up, pick back up on Judaism. Um, he certainly doesn't identify with any form of Christianity or messianic movement. Um, what most don't realize is that uh, Luciferianism and Satanism are religions too. Uh, Zuckerberg holds to the notion that the earth needs to be depopulated and the sooner the better. This would tend to lend to the idea that he leans more towards the manner of thinking that the elites possess, that being Illuminati, which is Luciferian and Satanic. Now that um, we have that out of the way, uh, we need to understand that Luciferians and Satanists uh, see uh, Yahweh as the mortal enemy of Lucifer or Satan. Uh, naturally, and since uh, they practice the same but opposite mindset, 
They believe that Satan and or Lucifer is a light bearer, meaning that he is the holder of truth. A lot of people see light and truth as being synonymous with one another. Even the scripture says that. But it doesn't mean that because somebody possesses light, you know, um, I'm sure that there were spotlights around uh, Hitler's uh, bunker um, when the Allies were bombing, but that didn't mean that Hitler was a righteous man. Um, now, believing this notion, they would naturally see Yahweh as the, a rebellious God, therefore a sinner in their eyes. Remember, sin is defined as not living up to Yahweh's standards, sort of missing the mark, which is an old archery term. If you, in the olden days, if you were um, practicing archery, uh, of course, you'd try to hit the bullseye. And if you didn't, if you, if you didn't hit the target at all or something like that, you were a sinner. You sinned. You didn't uh, meet the mark, so to speak, or make the mark. Uh, therefore, Yahweh is seen as a sinner, a rebel, and one that Lucifer or Satan will defeat, according to the Luciferians. Uh, the elites have studied scripture, and they know that there will come a time when the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Holy Spirit, will be moved out of the way, not taking it out, but moved out of the way. Um, we are not watching a Left Behind movie here. We are looking at real scripture. Um, so Rokh HaKodesh will be moved out of the way, allowing the son of perdition or the Antichrist to reign upon the earth. They see that uh, as a time of when uh, the sins of the Ruach HaKodesh will end and an eclectic form of satanic holiness will be allowed to exist on earth. Of course, we see that as the uh, tribulation period and a time that precedes the return of Yeshua to rid the world of Luciferianism and Satanism and, um, relig and religious delusion, actually. Um, if you think that Mark Zuckerberg is dictatorial now, just wait till his, until his religion is allowed to prosper. Okay, the next phrase was Hillary in jail. I like this one. Um, it's well known that Mark Zuckerberg hates conservatism and he venerates Hillary Clinton. Um, the term Hillary in jail being equivalent to the, in Gematria, uh, to Mark Elliott Zuckerberg is interesting because if Hillary does, does end up in jail, and most people believe that she belongs there, perhaps Zuckerberg will be joining her there. And I'm talking about the sealed, um, indictments and, uh, the military tribunals that will soon take place. Um, yes, Trump is going to get back into office. You just watch and see. And, uh, and, and if it does happen, it was it meant to happen. So don't come here trying to cause trouble. Okay. Um, if something's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, this phrase, uh, the next phrase is what is it? Uh, this phrase sticks well into Zuckerberg's lack of plans. If we stick strictly to Facebook, I could swear I read this already. Huh. Okay. Um, and we stick strictly to Facebook and we ask that question. Uh, we see Facebook is probably the biggest bait and switch con job that there ever was. It was offered for free and that's suspicious right there, which suckered into mil millions of people. After that, it turned into an advertising format. Um, isn't it interesting how when you talk about a certain subject, we talked about this earlier, Facebook offers ads that are particular up to that particular item. 
Facebook then turned into what is now a propaganda machine that will tell you what to think, say, and do. Again, Goebbels would have seen Facebook as a powerful propaganda mechanism, and I'm glad the Internet didn't exist during World War II. Uh, the next phrase is, the devil is the Lord. From what we have looked at so far, I have no doubt that this phrase is a mantra that Zuckerberg chants on a regular basis, or at least believes in his heart, or knows in his heart but doesn't believe, but doesn't know that he believes it. And I know what you know what I'm talking about. Um, the next phrase is, wait, hit. Uh, this seems to be one of those bogus phrases that someone types in, into the Gematria calculator, probably to defame a singer with, his, with the last name of Waits. Yes, there is somebody with that last name. And if you type in Waits hits, that's all you get is the hits of the singer named Waits. Okay. It's, um, it doesn't work. So don't even try it. You'll, you'll, You'll go crazy trying to do it. Um, I went down about 15 Google pages and gave up. Um, the next one is Douglas Quail, Douglas Quaid. Interesting, okay? I think of Quaid, I think of an actor, Randy Quaid, and there are others. Um, Dennis Quaid, I think, is another one. Um, anyway... I said, it says, these are names that are of the same character in a movie, uh, Total Recall. The movie came first, then the series. Uh, one with the character named Quail and the other one with the character named Quaid. The basis of the movie is that the character experiences an identity change that he's unaware of, uh, of which ruins his life. It's interesting. They, they want to change our identity anyway. Well, anyway, let's not go into that. Um, this sort of scenario has a quasi-Project Monarch theme to it. Uh, one has to wonder if Mark Zuckerberg fell victim to experimental mind control at some point of his life. That's quite possible. A lot of uh, rich and elite and actors and actresses have. Um, so maybe Zuckerberg fell into that when he was younger. I have no doubt that that's, that's a possibility. Uh, remember, from a religious sense, he started out as the one that held the held to Judaism, but then he became an atheist, but now he's just religious. Or he says that religion has um, a place in society, is what he says. Um, if such a metamorphosis can be manifest just in his political belief system, what other areas of Zuckerberg have been program programmed uh, maybe, just maybe, he went from being a fun-loving computer game enthusiast um, but was programmed to be a social propagandist. The, the enemy will usually take tools that you have and skills that you have and use them for their, their glory. Um, and, uh, it's a shame, but that's the truth. Um, you see it all the time. Um, she's, you name your singer, um, whether it be the Rolling Stones or, or, um, uh, Katy Perry or, uh, oh, was, who's the one that shaved her head? Cute little blonde. And, and, uh, and then went insane. Um, I can't remember her name. Oh, Britney Spears. Um, all of them seem to have had very strange, uh, upbringings and very strange, um, 
lives uh, where they do very strange things. <laughs> um, and Katy Perry, it's, it's really surprising because their father is, was a, either a pastor or a gospel singer. Um, but he's even weird when you look at some of the stuff that he's into now. So um makes you wonder if uh, uh, sometimes I do believe that there are those that are uh, that are serpent seed that are very good at deceiving and are very good at uh, mimicking what uh, Christianity is. Uh, Joel Olstein's probably one of the a good example of it. Um, he's got a charm and a wit about him that that's amazing, and people are falling for his lies left and right. And uh, there have been others that preceded him, and there will be others that'll come after him with the same lying wonders. And um, well, you'll see. History will prove that to be correct. Um, <clears throat> the next phrase is a narcissist, sociopath, correct. Okay. Uh, the DSM-4, a DSM is a book that uh, uh, kind of categorizes diagnoses um, for mental illness. And um, I think the, the 6 is out now, the DSM-6, or maybe even the 7. But I like the 4 um, because it, it uses some terminology that I'm used to using because I'm an older guy now and um, it still uses, for instance, the term sociopath, narcissist, and psychopath. Now it's um, those things are just called personality disorders. Well, no, duh, but it's nice to have them broken down a little into subsets, but uh, they don't do that anymore for some weird reason. Uh, maybe it's because society has become so full of narcissists, sociopath, sociopaths, and psychopaths that uh, uh, the DSM uh, authors would be... Um, sued for in some way or another for defaming the character of the people that are that way. Um, so just to say that they have a personality disorder, it doesn't sound so bad. Everybody's got some kind of disorder, right? But you call somebody a psychopath and <laughs> you're talking about a murderer or a, a serial rapist or uh, somebody that really enjoys hurting people and, and gets off on it. Um, anyway, the DSM-4 defines three personality uh, disorders as narcissist, sociopath, and psychopath. In simple term, narcissists are people that are shaped by their upbringing. Uh, that's if you believe Freud, uh, which causes them to become self-centered and manipulative through emotional means. Um, <laughs> well, you know, ladies, you know, don't get mad at me, but we've all, all of us guys have had girlfriends that, uh, uh, a lot of women know that when a woman cries, a man caves in. And uh, and I'm not saying that every woman that cries is a narcissist, but a lot of, a lot of women that do cry use narcissism uh, as a tool. So just like probably a lot of guys use, well, a lot of guys probably use it too, but they use it in a different fashion. They use it uh, manifest by anger. Okay. And if you have a, a man that gets angry to manipulate a woman that cries, my goodness, you've uh, you've got a uh, a potential for uh, chaotic offspring if they ever have any. Um, anyway, let's see where was I. So, most of it means okay. Narcissists can uh, sometimes be cured. Narcissism can um, through therapy, but rarely. 
you really, really have to want to get cured of it and recognize that you are. And the last thing with a, per, a person with personality disorder is going to do is realize that they've got a problem. So it takes a special kindness of a narcissist to realize that they are one and want to change. Okay, um, sociopaths are people that are into themselves and are skilled at manipulating people in any way possible to achieve that goal. Uh, their mode of operation can range from uh, simple manipulation to criminal manipulation. Uh, they hurt people and they don't care who they hurt as long as it gains them some sort of advantage. Now, when I talk about hurt, I'm talking about mental hurting. Um, well, I think I go on to explain that. The difference between a sociopath and a psychopath in simple terms is that a sociopath will not do physical harm to hurt someone. Psychopaths will hurt people physically to gain their means. A good example of the difference is uh, the sociopath will steal your credit card and or identity. A psychopath will just rape and kill you, often times both, to get the feeling of satisfaction. And then he'll steal your cards and use them. Um, all serial killers are psychopaths. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I'm just kind of laughing at the way it that it works. Uh, so how does this apply to Mark Zuckerberg? Well, people that have worked for him say that he's getting what he wants, say that if he's getting what he wants, he's a pleasant person to be around. If he doesn't get what he wants, he treats people horribly. This is narcissistic, using mood and temper to achieve goals. Mark Zuckerberg's use of uh, fact checkers and propaganda monger, mongering is sociopathic in nature. If you do not abide by his rules, he bans you from Facebook for ever increasing periods of time until you comply with his wishes. And if you continue, he shuts you down in your Facebook account. And, uh, and he may even malign you in public before others. And that's a sociopath. Okay, now the next one, the next phrase is Gaza, police dog, and it's Gaza spelled G-A-Z-Z-A. Okay, um, this was a, actually a dog in New Zealand that was shot dead during a siege with an armed felon that had escaped monitoring by, uh, escaped monitoring by cutting off his ankle monitor. Where Zuckerberg is concerned, he's a proponent of many socialist causes in our modern day, one of them being defunding the police. With Zuckerberg's propagating and fostering such a movement, it puts law officers in harm's way and criminals feel that it's open season on killing police officers. So he's actually aiding in the um, killing cops movement, um, whether he knows it or not. Uh, the next uh, phrase is a bad Ray, too much time on hand. And Ray is R-A-Y. Um, a look into Webster's 1828 dictionary for the word ray produced a piece of information or definition. It's uh, figuratively a beam of intellectual light. There are other uh, meanings, but they didn't pertain to this particular vernacular. Um, now, it might look like a wonderful definition, but put together with the rest of the sentence would would render thusly a bad beam of intellectual light with too much time on his hands. One thing that a rich person and a powerful person have, uh, too much of, they have too much time on their hands. They have no worldly troubles, no monetary ladders to climb. They can pay, pay people to do just about anything for them. I feel that this is why, uh, 
wealthy people acquire interest in social and political issues because when they have all the wealth that they could possibly ever use, they lust for power. And uh, with that lust, they have a lot of time on their hands to figure out how to abuse people and, and use power and, and they use the, abuse the power that they attain, excuse me. Uh, this describes Zuckerberg perfectly. It also describes Bill Gates and the founder of, uh, uh, Twitter and, uh, the founders of a lot of other things. Um, the next phrase is Jesus Satan. Okay. Could this be a hint that Mark Zuckerberg worships something or someone that identifies itself as his satanic Jesus? Many of us have speculated that anti-Messiah will be the same but opposite form of Jesus Christ, um, and that he would somehow mimic Messiah's life and ministry. And of course, that question begs, is it possible that Zuckerberg might be the anti-Messiah or have some play in elevating that entity into world fame? Uh, all we'll have to, I can say about that is we'll have to see. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, that's all we'll say about that one. Okay. Same but opposite. Always remember that Satan uses the same but opposite. Okay. Word of God King is the next one. Word of God King. It's quite evident that the new social order that people like Zuckerberg, Gates, and others are implementing will be the social norm sometime in the near future. Zuckerberg, or Zuckerberg, has been quite active in establishing what he, what can and cannot be said in social media. Is it possible that when the world king, the world king is finally revealed, that Zuckerberg will be, will issue some sort of title at, well, he might get some kind of title as, uh, the king of talk speak, or speak talk, or whatever 1984 called it, and that his insidious Facebook will be held up as a standard that must be lived up to in order to keep the secret police from dragging people away in the wee hours of the night, never to be seen again. In other words, is he setting a precedence that will become a way of life? The next phrase is the mirror 11. Okay, this is a Kabbalistic term. In Kabbalah, there's a belief that there are 11 principles that you must abide by in order to be successful, a successful light being. That's what they're all trying to become as light beings. They're trying to become beings that are, are rising to a, a higher vibratory level too. Um, trying to attain the, the vibratory level of light. And who's the bearer of light or the light bearer? Satan, right? Okay. Uh, but we'll go one thing <clears throat> better on this. If indeed someone were to, were a narcissistic sociopath, they would have to wear a mask so that they would not be revealed, even though their fruit manifests who they are. The uh, the 11 principles that such a person would have to mirror, and these are the 11 principles found uh, that the Kabbalah says, okay? Um, the first bullet point, or number, we'll just say number one, okay? Pay attention to what shows up as a reflection of what you still need to learn and grow into. Number two, be present to the moment. This includes fully processing emotions that come from the past and how plans for the future impact your present living. 
Number three, accept reality as it is. Live with a deep sense of gratitude. Seek to seek and offer forgiveness in your everyday experiences. This is starting to sound like a Ten Commandments for the world or something. Um, okay, live by setting intention. Be open to possibility. One door closing, another opens. Measure success by effort, not by outcome. Let's see, that was one, two, three, four. Okay, that was number four. Okay, number five. Let me scroll down a little here. Um, hold opposites and recognize that those qualities you ju- you may judge in others are mirrored in you. Seek common ground with others. The next one, set limits to access greater intimacy and focus in your relationships. <clears throat> number seven, or eight, nine, ten, eleven, yeah, okay. Um, Expand your concern and love for the for the other. That's funny because if we're all supposed to be one according to New Age, how can there be another? That's weird. Because the uh, New Age is supposed to strip away your your individuality so that you become part of the hive, basically, another drone that works in the hive. Um, the next one: recognize the multiplicity of masks you wear. So they don't wear so they don't wear you. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one: perceive and understand the metaphors that underlie your life choices. Uh, number ten, I guess it would be witness the mass and metaphors and enter a state of no thingness, not nothingness, but no thingness. Interesting. Next one: flow in the paradox of being. And non-being in every moment. <clears throat> yes, you have just heard 11 points of psychobabble. Um, one should note that these principles are, are all self-centered. If you've noticed, they're all about you. Um, notice also that there are 11 principles. This is a human, this is humanism in its finest form with a strong disregard or gross ignorance of Yahweh, the God of the God that Kabbalah is supposed to represent if you believe this trash. Um, interestingly, the interesting that the satanic version of self has one more precept than Yahweh's original 10 commandments. And, uh, that it is minus any commands that show reverence to a creator being the 11 principles and set, the 11 principles is second in line only to Lucifer's I, the five I wills statement found in scripture. And I think that was in Isaiah. Um, okay. The next, this is going long folks and I'm sorry, but um, the next one is insane blasphemous lying. This pretty well describes Mark Zuckerberg. He rejected his Jewish religion, went on to become an atheist, but now states that religion is important. It doesn't state which religion he's talking about. Earlier, we surmised that it probably was the Illuminati or and or a Luciferian, satanic in nature, that kind of religion. Uh, remember, too, that he has attacked any and all the politics that he does not agree with, um, that does not agree with sub- subtle strength. Uh, once he has uh, conquered the political realm of free speech, he will, mark my words, start to attack religion. 
but not all religions, just those that hold the Judeo-Christian ethic, the ones that hold that people are supposed to be responsible for their actions, basically. Um, (laughs) Here's a big surprise. Um, Another um, numeric equivalent is all Black Lives Matter. Um, It has been revealed that Zuckerberg has donated heavily to this communistic doctrine that masquerades in a social justice format. Um, And my answer to that is that um, 2,000 years ago, a man hung on a cross and showed literally that all lives matter. He died once and for all. Okay, the next one. This is getting, this gets really weird. Um, And I'm going to spell the first word because I don't know how to pronounce it. C-T-H-U-L-H-U. And I think that would be pronounced if if the C was silent. Thulhu. So it's Thulhu Mythos. Now, this is a pantheon of gods and uh, hideous creatures created by the author H.P. Lovecraft. Um, if you've ever read any of his works, the the man was bizarre, strange, weird, and every other word that you can think of that's a synonym, synonym of any of those words. Um, Lovecraft was a strange character that stayed home for the most part, and it is said to have had many visitations and dreams and visions of the creatures slash gods that he formed into his pantheon. Well, I cannot find anything that says Zuckerberg is a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft. That doesn't necessarily mean that he hasn't or doesn't read Lovecraft's books. I think that the strangest thing is that Zuckerberg could be a doppelganger for Lovecraft as they share many facial features. See below, and I have a picture of the two together. Very similar, eerily similar. (laughs) Um, Eerily, strangely, bizarrely similar. Um, Okay. The next uh, phrase is Satan's seal escape from real escape reality. Uh, there are many that believe that what the Bible calls the mark of the beast will be some sort of injection or bio- biomedical marker that will actually change the DNA makeup of humans and change the species. There are biblical, biblical indicators that might show this to be true. Biblical scriptures such as men wanting to die and not being able to or descriptions of what appear to be biogenetic super soldiers that talked about in the Bible's pages. The Bible states that those who take the mark have no chance of ever being redeemed because they have sold themselves to Satan. And the Bible alludes to that Eve's main sin was that she was told that she would be like God and she, and she wanted that ability so, uh, ability so she deliberately sinned. The promise from Satan has always been that those that follow him will not die and that they will be like gods. So it's obvious that something will be genetically changed in those persons that will make them not fully human anymore. Hence, they will become something akin to the Nephilim. Now, watching Mark Elliott Zuckerberg, his body language and other things show indications that he's not fully human. Uh, Like there's been some sort of change. Yes, it could be the CIA mind control that's being exhibited. But even then, the guy looks unreal, almost otherworldly. Maybe someday we'll find out the truth, right? Okay, the next question or the next phrase is, um, who created God? 
the question has to do with um, who you think God is. Christians and Messianic believers believe that uh, Yeshua has claimed that he's fully God and fully man. Many religions believe, as do Satanists, that Jesus and Lucifer are both created beings. Uh, Lucifer actually is. And um, there is uh, that there is was a falling out at the beginning and Jesus somehow supplanted the authority of Lucifer and was that he was supposed to receive. Is if this and that's what the Mormons believe, by the way, um, that there was a war in heaven and Jesus fought uh, Lucifer. Lucifer lost, and those who you want to talk about racism in a religion, those who sided with Lucifer became the black race. Okay, now if this uh, that's according to Mormonism, by the way, I don't believe that. Um, if this is true, then Zuckerberg is an Illuminist, Luciferian, and or a Satanist, and he would hold this view. Um, he would also probably believe that Elyon is a created being, also that this um, also, and this would be because they see things from the outside of the universe, from an inside the universal perspective, not an outside and created universal perspective. In other words, they, they're looking at the stars going, oh, those are stars. And God's looking at them going, no, those are stars I created. Um, they're not just um, balls of burning helium. They're all special. I created them. All the planets are special and and everything else. And he has all the stars' names, Scripture says. So anyway, that's that sums up and finishes our a look at uh, Mark Zuckerberg and what the Gematria has to say about him. Uh, some very revealing stuff, to say the least. And um, it shows that he is um, definitely uh, not a friend of God and not a friend of Christians or Jews, uh, even though he's of Jewish heritage. He's walked away from that. Um, some would call him a self-hating Jew. Um, and... Um, that's it, folks. So I'll be posting this onto the Delusion Resistance website um, probably in a month or two when I get a chance. Um, but you've heard it from the author's mouth. And uh, so uh, do with it what you want. <laughs> but it does explain a lot of things. And it does, again, show to me that there is... Um, I'm not going to say irrefutable proof that there is something real about the gematria, but uh, that there's something curious about it that uh, it can um, reveal sort of the uh, personality of a person and why they do things. So it's not a fortune cookie. It's not something to see the future, but um, it's something that maybe helps explain why people do what they do. And uh, that having been said, um, I am going to go ahead and close out this show. And I want to thank you for listening. It's been one hour and 35 minutes, so we've got plenty of time. Um, things coming up. Um, we have a lot of people in line to come on to the show. We just got to figure out when they're going to be here. Um, and that's all up to them. The offer has been made and they've all accepted, but they just have to figure out when people have time, um, 
this day and age, uh, people have to really um, relegate their time in special ways to to make things work, so to speak. So we don't fault anybody for uh, taking their time making this decision. Um, I wanted to give another shout out. Thanks to Brian and Eric for last Monday. We had a great show. Um, I'm really proud of Eric because he's really learned how to speak out, speak up. And, um, as, uh, I don't know, he just, he just has a lot to say and a lot of good stuff to say. Um, I, I am going to ask you that if you are a believer in Yeshua or Jesus, as we, you, you might call him, um, that we start continuing, not start, but continue to pray, uh, prayers of supplication for our nation, uh, for God to forgive our, our, the people in this country for what we've done. Um, and to restore our nation. Because there is a promise in Scripture that if we do those things, that he'll hear from heaven, look down and heal our land. Okay. Um, we need to pray for President Trump, that he makes the right decisions. And so far, it seems like he is. I think he knows the process he needs to take, which I, I agree with him. Um, the smaller courts are throwing a lot of things out which means it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And if they decide not to take it, it goes to the 12th Amendment, which will get him reelected. So it's a win-win situation if he follows it through all the way to the end. And I hope he does. And we need to pray that he does. So um, anyway, I pray that everybody has a blessed day tomorrow and a blessed week until we meet again next Monday. Um, I'll try to let you know ahead of time through uh, Facebook or through MeWe, or through Parler, or through Twitter, um, what the subject matter is going to be. And uh, we'll go from there, okay? I better go. My voice is really starting to get raspy now and, and starting to break. So, um, And if you would, keep me in prayer for my health, okay? Um, it, I need it. <laughs> That's all I need to say. Okay, well, folks, God bless. And um, until we meet again, may uh, he richly bless you. May he um, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may he give you peace. And may he give you all the things that you need. And after that, the things that you want, if they're according to his will. In Yeshua's holy name, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Good night, folks. Be blessed. And have hope everything's going to turn out just fine. Amen and amen.